Do you love dressage? Are you looking to inspire your ride? Do you long to learn the secrets of truly great riders? Yes? Then you're in the right place. Join classically trained, internationally competitive dressage rider JJ Tate as she brings inspired conversations, in-depth discussions, and a healthy dose of humor to the world of dressage. Join JJ and her new generation of classical riders in this adventure called Dressage Life. Today's episode was originally featured in JJ's online community, Team Tate TV, a private Facebook group of inspired and supportive dressage lovers just like you. If you're on Facebook, we welcome you to join the conversation there. You'll find the date for the original recording in the show notes. And now, here's JJ. Hey guys! The big topic tonight, when is it the right moment to sell your horse? You know, I think a lot of people sometimes hold on to the horse a little bit too long, right? It's like, oh, I can fix him. Or I can... I, it, it's me and I just need to get better. And of course, that's true. We all, we all need to get better. Um, we, we all need to learn to ride better and, you know, organize the horse better, uh, all the things, manage it better, whatever. But there's also something pretty powerful with chemistry. And for me, the number one thing is safety. And so if you get to a point where you're not feeling comfortable on the horse and they're doing things that are intimidating you, scaring you a little bit, um, and it's not just the normal stuff, right? Like um, we all can be intimidated sometimes and uh, feel like, ooh, like, ooh, that scares me when he did that or whatever. Um, and that's And that's okay. Sometimes they just hold on because it's their responsibility. And <clears throat> sometimes it's just the wrong match. I mean, at the end of the day, like how do you know that horse is the horse you wanna marry and spend the rest of your life with? Uh, because that's what it's like, it's like marriage. Sometimes you're just dating and you're like, you know, this is just, I'm just not that into you anymore. <laughs> Or you're actually not good for me. Um, I had an amazing horse. I was training. I didn't own him, but I was, I was in love. I was in love with him. Like in love with this horse. He was so charismatic and big and beautiful and fancy and kind of could act like a jerk. But I, I was just taken with the horse so much. I sort of allowed him to um, treat me like crap. And that's just not great either. So there's a time when it's the right thing to say goodbye. You know, we've had another lady who owned a horse and sold it to a very much a beginner rider. And that rider and that horse are absolutely the perfect, perfect match. And so she felt really bad about giving up the horse originally but now the horse is actually so happy with its new owner that that was the right thing to do. So I do feel like there's a couple of things I always think about that when, when is that right time? A hundred percent if you are feeling scared all the time, like just the idea of getting on the horse and 
you're shaking in your boots like every day. Like every time you come, you're kind of like inside dreading, like, oh my God, what happens if he does it again today? And that's just like, life is way too short to get on scared. Like if you're scared, A, the horse is gonna know it. And the horse, I was watching this thing on YouTube. Um, I think it was Warwick Schiller from Australia. He's a really cool um, cowboy, natural horsemanship guy. And you know, he was saying that like the horse, the horse has no idea. Like all they feel is that you're afraid. They have no sense of self that they're the ones scaring you. So all they feel is that like you're scared and your your energy's up and even though you're afraid of the horse, the horse has no idea that they're the cause of your fear. They just feel you're scared. So they're like, well, you know, she's scared. Um, I should be scared too. And I find a lot of riders, um, in my experience, do a lot to deny that. And like, like it's okay to not be okay. It's not okay to be afraid. Like if you are scared and that horse is doing things that like some people have no problem with rearing, but hate a bolt. Some people don't care at all if it's bolting off, but absolutely hate it if they buck. You know, and I don't like any of the things to be honest. <laughs> like, I, you know, all my horses, um, I train them to behave because I don't, I mean, I will call girl it if I have to, but it's not my first choice and it's just not worth it. And it's not about uh, being afraid and I'm a big scaredy cat. It's about being smart. And I think there are times when it's completely okay to just be honest. You know, horses have a way of bringing it out and they're gonna keep showing up like they show up for you in particular until you admit like this horse scares me and everyone will be better off not together. Cause there, there are hundreds, hundreds of good horses out there that will be a better match for you that will not make you scared. Because at the end of the day, we want to ride horses because it's, it's um, like a self journey. It's like self growth. And it's about being able to be in a relaxed state of mind, have fun, like have a good time and, and enjoy it. And like really enjoy it. And when we're like all angsted up, like life is already stressful. Jobs are stressful. Families are stressful. It's all stressful. And then to like come out and like take the horse to the um, mounting block and be like, Ugh, I hope, I hope he doesn't do that. I hope he doesn't spook today. Like he did. Um, horses have a way of kind of reading your mind also. So like, if you think they're going to spook, they're going to be like, Oh, you mean this spook? Woo, woo, you know? Um, and it's always oh, going to get scared of that mailbox. Well, yes, yes, he is. He's reading your thoughts and you're putting that picture in his brain and he will, he will follow suit. So there are times to work through it and there are times to be okay with letting it go. Because sometimes when we let go, something better is waiting around the corner. 
And I know sometimes like that's not easy to think about because you're so consumed by the moment. And the, I'm not saying that every time you run into trouble, you should just sell the horse. 100% not. I am a big fan of doing the work. I, I believe there is a lot of growth in the struggle. And I feel like everyone should struggle because that's how you learn. Um, so don't get me wrong that if like, if it's not working out, you know, throw it, throw it away. Um, I own retired horses who I care for them till they are 35 years old because I owe that to them. But there are also horses that were going to be better in the next, like in the next chapter of their life. Like I remember I sold a wonderful schoolmaster and I had competed him, uh, CDI Grand Prix. He was wonderful. I got back in there, um, learned a lot of things about riding the test and the CDI. Grow, you know, I was really like um, growing my craft and learning more skills, like really honing my skills. So that was, excuse me, super helpful, super helpful. But then, you know, he's getting a little bit older. He's like 16. And so... It was, it was the right thing to do for him to find his next role, which was not going to be as stressful as competing at the Grand Prix CDI level. Like that was the right thing for him and his body. And in my own way, I was giving back to him for giving me so much during the time that we were together. So you find him a nice lady rider and there, there he goes. Uh, happy as a clam. I had another young horse that the chemistry for me, it just, he wasn't tall enough. He wasn't the right match for me. Um, it just, the chemistry wasn't there. And for me, I have such limited funds and time and energy that like, if I am not having a great time with that horse, someone else will enjoy it more than me. And I don't know how many out know me real well, but I enjoy and love my horses so much. Even the ones I don't own. Like, I love them. Like, even if they're like a giant pain in the arse for my grooms, like, I love them. Um, so if I don't love them and it's like, ah, mm, we are just not connecting uh, and I own it and it's my, it's my money, hard earned money, it was the right thing for him to find his own person who will like roll the red carpet out for that horse. And I'm like, dude, you need to, you need to bring the red carpet. <laughs> so it was just, and like, that's a wonderful home for him now. And I have to feel good about releasing the horse out of my like hands-on care and making sure I'm super honest with everything about the horse so that people who are interested, you know, I want to do right by the horse. Like I want that horse to go on and have a great life. And I, it's not out of my heart, but it's out of my hands in a way. And, you know, it's just about what's the better match? You know, like there are times to stick in. And there are times when you're really in a moment of self-growth and that horse keeps showing you 
part of yourself that maybe you don't even want to see so much, then I would say dig deep into that, like find out what that is. I've had a lot of different horses in my life who have really um, held up the mirror and been like, this is you, this is you. You need to see you, this is you. Uh, like it or not, this is what's happening. And um, there's a lot of, my mom and I laugh about like, can't I just have enough character building experiences by now? <laughs> like, I'm in my 40s, like, can we be done with this? <laughs> but, you know, it just never ends because the next growth, like your next best version of yourself is waiting around the corner. And so sometimes these horses that are difficult or poking your bear, pushing your buttons, getting your goat, um, is part of your growth process. And that's why I do think it's important to have a trainer that is knowledgeable to say, maybe this is not the right match for you. And that is not in any ways giving up. It is not giving up. It's about being smart, honoring what is inside you, and honoring what is inside that horse. And if that is not the right connection, then it's best for both of you to go in two different directions. Um, I've had horses that have like gone on to be wonderful hunters and we would have never thought like he would want to do that. Oh, he was really spooky with us uh, at the horse show. Well, as a hunter, he basically lives at the horse show. He loves it. Totally fine. He gets turned out when he's at home, loves it, you know? So that ended up to be like a gift that that horse did that. Would you like to learn to communicate in a way that your horse can better understand? Check out Team Tate Academy, JJ's online classical dressage academy. As a member, you'll gain clarity through the USDF accredited lesson library, monthly Zoom meetings, and twice monthly live study groups called the Tackroom Chats. Join the community and benefit from connecting with a fun, passionate, and like-minded group of dressage lovers just like you. Be supported and empowered to make the progress you and your horse deserve, regardless of age, level, or background. Be inspired. JJ's commitment to your success shines through in every lesson and lecture. Let JJ's belief in you and your horse transfer over to every one of your rides. Visit teamtateacademy.com slash podcast today to find links to join our monthly Zoom meetings, purchase mini courses and live stream replays, and of course, join the waitlist for the next open enrollment. I think when you, again, are in such a state of fear that you become slightly paralyzed and the, the, the things that that horse does triggers your panic response, then it's time to let go. Because again, like life is too short to be afraid. Like there are moments that's full of adrenaline and there are exciting times and horses are unpredictable and powerful and exciting and full of adrenaline. It's exhilarating. But like if that's not in your temperament to like that and you have a horse that loves to do that, then that's for sure not the right match. It's like when you have a super spooky horse and it's, you know, it's like darts around, it's like kind of darty. And you become like super defensive because you're like, oh my God, when is he gonna do it? Ugh. You know, and we get super tense. 
And then the more tense we are, the more the horse does it because now we've like clamped down and are attempting to control it, which of course we all know the more we try to control horses, the more they need to get out. They need to get out of the claustrophobia of over-controlling humans. Um, and so you just really need to find a horse that you have like a spiritual connection with. Like there are some horses that just bring you to a centered place and that is like therapy. Like I've got one horse I got to ride for Ashley this week and I said to the owner, I'm like, he is just so fun. I'm like, he honestly feels like church to me. Like where he takes me in my conscious state and in my spiritual being is just full of calm and serenity, focus, and like all kinds of things can be going on around the barn. And like being on that horse brings me to a place centered deep inside myself that felt like meditation. Like a hundred percent felt like meditation. And I'm like, I love this. I have always loved horses like this. It just takes you to a deeper place of concentration. And, and I mean, like it's kind of a different state of enlightenment, I suppose. Very aware, very focused, um, but not tunnel vision. Because when we get a little bit afraid, we get this tunnel vision and we're like, oh my God, you know, like holding on for dear life. And like when we're in a state of, I mean, Dr. Jenny, we, she, we talked about this, you know, when we're in a state of anxiety and fear, uh, we, we just can't process a lot of things. And so then that kind of takes the fun out of learning. If you're such in a state of panic, it'd be like learning to water ski, but being scared to swim or being scared of the water. It doesn't mean you need to find a different hobby and like you should take up knitting, you know? It's like, no, you just need to find a horse that you can feel a best friend in, you know? I mean, I, I was so lucky to my first horse, Solo. Um, I was a very awkward and ugly teenager. <laughs> I had two beautiful older sisters who were like models. I mean, freaking beautiful. And I've got like glasses and braces and just like full on awkward, totally awkward. But I had this amazing horse named Solo who was my absolute best friend in the whole entire universe. He never judged me. He never disliked me with what I looked like. He loved me and trusted me and empowered me and made me have a sense of self that I could control this big um, animal. I was like 11, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the ugly duckly stage really lasted a very long time. Um, but he didn't care. He didn't care about anything. He just cared about me. And for me to be able to grow into that person that he thought I was and he helped bring out, it was amazing. He was like my best friend in the whole entire world. I could always trust him to always be there. And that for me, going forward with all my horses in my stable, 
Um, I love that. That's why I do it. I love to be around horses and have that connection, have them can't wait to be ridden by me, greet me when I walk in the barn. Like that brings me joy. And so if there's a horse that like I would be like dreading to get on or finding weird excuses of like, oh, I, I need to fix this or, oh, this, you know, oh, he's doing this because that. And it's like, it's all just white noise. And like, again, going down to the root cause of all these symptoms that are happening, it's fear. And there are times, again, to work through fear. And there are other times to just be okay with letting everybody move forward in a better direction and find a better appropriate horse for you. We always should honor the horses that we have in our lives by taking care of them no matter what. But sometimes finding them the next right partner that's a bit more brave or a bit more laid back or likes to jump, likes to trail ride, they could move them to a place they could have turnout with a big group. You know, sometimes the management isn't easy either. And I think it's really, it's about being honest with yourself, with the horse. You know, a lot of times when we go uh, ride horses to try them for sale, I mean, we get like two rides on the horse, maybe three if we're lucky. And that's hard to really know what you're getting, you know? And so it's important to feel super comfortable with who you're buying the horse from and find out all kinds of information about the horse. Um, yeah, and then just really, when the horse is attempting to show you who he is, it's okay to see that. And it's okay to say, that's not right for me. I think it always comes down to self-worth of the, the idea of like, yeah, so that doesn't really work for me real great. You know, and that, and feel okay to say that. So you like spooking every day in the corner, at the chair, at the mounting block. Like the mounting block is there every day and he's just a ding dong going past it every day. And so it's okay to say like, you know, I'm a pretty good rider and that, what you're doing, uh, is just, it's just not working for me. You know, it's okay to say that. You know, it, it's great to get good help. Always find a good trainer. Join the academy. <laughs> we can help you too. Uh, but yeah, I think it's always okay to be like, you know, that's, this is just not the right fit for me. And I gave it a good go. I gave it whatever, a year, you know, two years, whatever. But if you're thinking it's maybe not the right match, do not give it five years. Like, it's okay. Let that horse find his right path too. And it's okay if it's not with you. So that's all I really wanted to say about that. So every two weeks, we have two of my hand-selected trainers have like a tag room chat. So that like everyone um, goes on there. It's a Zoom call and everybody, they know which two videos to watch and review. And then everybody can like bring in their questions. And... Uh, I have to say, I mean, I made the videos and I've selected these people, but I was like creeping in 
I got to do one like last month, uh, which was fun. Uh, but it's just a great place to have a conversation about training. Like, hey, here, here, watch these two videos and then bring your questions and like hear everybody uh, talk about their take on the videos, on the theories, on their experience that they've had in their life. Um, so I thought Megan and Katie did a great job and it was really fun. I was a little bit blowing up the chat, so sorry. <laughs> but it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really fun. So you guys can check that out too when you join the Academy. You get to be involved in these Tack Room chats every other week, uh, which is a lot of fun. You get a new video every week, obviously. Um, but then you get to do these Tack Room chats and it's just a great place for people to feel like a part of something. Uh, we all love horses. We all are doing our best to train them. And so it's fun to just get together with other trainers and, and discuss um, techniques and theories and, and things like that. So if any of you know any friends or you want to join yourself, um, we're really excited because we're in Australia and New Zealand and Israel and England. So we're going global and it's really exciting. But tell your friends, it's really fun place, really positive training. Get a new video every week lectures, lessons if you want that. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. Make it a great week and I'll see you guys soon. All right, bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Make sure to tell your friends that they can find us wherever they get their podcasts and be sure to subscribe, like, and leave feedback to help other dressage lovers inspire their rides too. For more information and education from JJ Tate, make sure to visit teamtateacademy.com slash podcasts. Once there, take the next step towards joining JJ's new generation of classical riders by signing up for our mailing list, and we'll say thanks by sending you a special gift, your own copy of JJ's ebook, Riding Your Horse Sound, a comprehensive guide to developing a healthy and happy dressage partner. The podcast you just listened to is produced and powered by Red Mare Enterprises, creating possibilities through branding, modern digital solutions, and project management. We know the horse industry inside and out.